Welcome to episode 218 of Nerds Eye View for the week of 316. See, it's interesting. At the top of the document, you have 316. In the document itself, it says 317. Were you unsure of the published date? No. Have you have you never noticed this before? Okay, I don't so know how to read. The week begins on a Monday. <gasps> and so I always put Monday's date for our, oh. our week episode. But then in the document, I put the You put day the day that it's going to air. That we drop the episode. Because this is a time-traveling episode. Yeah, yeah. And we're actually in the future right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. crazy. Who are you? I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan, but we have someone else with us. Who is it? I'm Emily. Welcome. Thank you. Should we get into the show? Yeah, let's just go. Okay, so we have our box office top 10, uh, our new releases, of course. Uh, We've got a little bit of an ad that we're going to go into. I mean, Later, you don't need to talk about that. No, no. Oh, oh, I mean, no ad. Well, I mean, there's an ad. Don't. Oh, lie. it's a surprise. It's not a surprise. I ruined it's, it. It should just be standard. This is why people don't invite me to parties. Uh, a review for Cinderella. Our guess the ending. But let's go to the top ten. All right, number ten. <laughs> <laughs> Without fail, give me a high five. Without fail, every time. Nope. You say a specific thing. A specific thing about yeah, it? At the top. <laughs> at the top. Oh, okay. I thought okay. I thought you were telling me to count you down. Okay. Count me down. I I don't know what what is number ten. <laughs> the duff. Uh but hopefully that will not be found by number nine. American sniper. Especially if she's hiding out in number eight. McFarland, USA. But they're more likely than not hiding with number seven. The Spongebob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Uh, who one time vacationed at number six. The second best exotic Marigold Hotel. And your wonderful robot butler is named number five. Chappie. And uh, you should really... Focus. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I didn't even say the number, but yeah. Sorry. Uh, so if you're going <laughs> to be dealing with number three. Kingsman, the Secret Service. Who will make you number two. Run uh, all night? I just fix it. Run all night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, you'll have to do that if it's about to strike 12 for number one. Cinderella. So, wow. We did it. We did it. Okay. so I'm proud of everybody involved. Uh, Cinderella made a ton of money. Right. So, if you look at this trend compared to last week, like, all the movies were basically making the same amount of money as they did last week. Like, last week was had really poor numbers. Everyone was below $10 million. But Cinderella comes out here and just knocks everybody out of the park. If you add everyone else's numbers together, it doesn't even get close. Well, it gets about half. Last week's total for the top 10 was 72.9, and Cinderella this, this week alone just made 70. Yep. Almost surpassed last week. Yeah. One film almost just completely took took all of last week's money. And I think it's because it's a PG fair where everyone's taking their kids because there was a lot of kids in the theater when mm-hmm. we went. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. all kids. Yep. So you got families. It was a, it was a germ factory. <laughs> yeah. They were all just coughing and Yeah, there was lots screaming. of little kids. Yeah, there was little kids crying at one point. And I was like, man, the suspense really affected that one. I think I somehow sat the farthest away from all the children, though. Nice. I was very proud. I'm proud of you. I was in the middle of it all. (laughs) See, that's what happened. I merged myself. Me too, but I got there early, so there's only like four groups in the theater. And I sit down, and then just the theater starts filling as what happens, right? And then a a father brought his little girl and sat like two seats away from me, and I was like, fuck. Fuck, this, is, it, this is the perfect seat. So that the, yep. the little girl wouldn't hear yep. you. You're, you're very polite. I'm super polite. <laughs> uh, whenever I curse, I actually... I, uh, uh, 
Frazzle Frazzle Yes, I I I definitely censor myself. Curses. Right. Number yeah. sign. Exclamation point. <laughs> Cosine. Beep. <laughs> right. Uh, what? But, but oh, it's, so it's people, because it's because of the families. People were sad uh, that I saw who liked Chappie to see it drop so far down, but I don't think that's a surprise. No. That just because it's R-rated, right? And it's a little, it's a little weird. It's a sci-fi film, right? So know is... basically, you have every adult taking their kids to go see Cinderella, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to happen for the next few weeks. So uh, any any adult that would want to see a movie by themselves, they're probably going to see uh, Taken Seventeen or Kingsman. You know, Taken Seventeen. What? Nice. Oh, I mean, Run All Night. Sorry. Uh, Kingsman's still up there. Right. That's really something. And I'm proud of that. Third. As it should be. Have you seen Kingsman? Emily? No, I haven't. Oh, it's real good. It is. Uh-huh. Okay. Andrew, Andrew doesn't have an opinion about things, but I'm speaking for him. It's real good. Oh. Okay. Sure? Yeah. Is that how that works, dude? Uh-huh. Oh. I don't know about that. You should see Chappie before Kingsman. They're both good. I've heard mixed reviews on Chappie. Uh, I can oh. understand why people wouldn't That's like Chappie. People are really, it kind of mm. makes me want to go see it more, though. Right. Well, good to see which yeah. the side of the fence you line. Like, are you are you gold and white? Or are you black and blue? Like, oh. you've always got to ask you yourself. To bring that into the podcast. <laughs> this may be the first thing I edit out. <laughs> the entirety. Of the, the first time of the Andrew podcast. edits a podcast is to remove the dress comment. No dress comments, please. It's magic. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. I, I, how is Focus still in the top five? Because I Will that Smith got a lot of bad word of mouth after it came out. Because Will Smith, I guess, and uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, we're seeing them before they're officially uh-huh. filmed. Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Okay, I think that's why. Okay, okay. star power. All right. So if you don't want to go out and see one of these new movies in theaters you should check out one of these new releases uh starting with on dvd and blu-ray we have annie this is the new one this is the new one the one where he takes off his hair yep he takes off his hair and then uh this is the part this is what jordan remembers from yeah him. no yep. i yeah, remember that too jordan and it's like <laughs> takes off his hair right yeah yeah he takes yeah. off his hair and he makes he makes uh what's her name go away because he thinks she's a streetwalker yes yeah yeah because I didn't see the movie, and that's all I know about the movie. Well, my takeaway from that was uh, he, he thinks that he's Batman. Of course. That's, that's in the trailer, but then he, he does it more in the movie. Uh, and I wish they, did it, they just kept going until he became Batman. That would have been an amazing movie. And then movie Annie was Robin. If and Annie just, everything would have been yeah. great. turns into Batman. And then Miss Hannigan is the Joker. And, uh, That'd be great. Yeah, People right? thought the twist that was that Annie was black. Uh-huh. But no, no, no. It's, the twist she's is that Annie is Robin. Bigger. Yeah. 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 It's much bigger. That would actually be amazing. I like the trailer now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so we have to write this down. It becomes popular like Fifty Shades of Grey, and then we get a crappy movie. Oh, that's interesting. Right. That's a I. That end result I don't care for though. Right. Have you? How can you even say that Fifty Shades of Grey is a crappy movie if you haven't seen it? I trust my soul. Mm. I was willing to do the research. I just haven't had the time yet. I, you guys haven't reviewed that one? I'm <laughs> no, not. That should be like a special holiday edition. Like Easter. <laughs> you guys should rent it. And then it'll hey, be- uh, we're going to celebrate the rebirth of our Lord, baby Jesus Christ, and watch a pornographic movie. I'm going to celebrate uh, a bunny crapping out eggs that taste like chocolate Ooh, by watching a movie. That's delicious. Yeah. On in the movie. yeah, and I'm going to go into a room called the Playroom that has my Xbox in it. Ooh. 
or not. Isn't it called the Red Room? Yes. Okay. My bad. But he say, he calls it his playroom because then they had that little quote from the trailer that said, what, for like your Xbox, she says? It's in the trailer? Yeah. In the, real trailer. In the real trailer? I, I, I think you've only to, ever seen fake no GIF way. versions no, of the trailer. No, I swear to God. <laughs> look, don't encourage me to multitask because I will find the freaking trailer no, people, people, and I, I will pull it up. I swear I to God little... it was in the trailer because I was in the movie theater and people laughed at it in the movie theater when she said, what my Xbox? Uh, what, like an Xbox? Are you sure this wasn't secretly a Microsoft ad I that they had redressed like the Fifty Shades of Trailer ad? too seriously to say that. Yeah. But see, that that's what the thing... Like it more. But see, that's the thing is they, did, they weren't trying to be funny. It just ended up being funny. It was accidentally funny. Okay, happen. I can believe it then. Yeah. No, I people swear were, to God. I thought people were misquoting the trailer when they were they were making fun of his thing where he, he says, my tastes are very like particular, but he uh-huh. doesn't say particular. He says singular. Singular. But people weren't saying singular when they were when they were making jokes about it, and that bothered me, and I feel like a bad person for that bothering me because <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much, but yeah. j- you're saying it wrong. That's uh, all. Yeah, but it's hard to correct them without seeming like you're a fan. Yeah. Like without really like, excuse me, excuse the me. line in look, the book look, is singular. Look, I know every sentence by heart, and it's wrong. And that's a very important one, and you're wrong. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so, Annie, guys, go. <laughs> wait, Fifty Shades of Annie, right? Fifty Shades of... Oh, wait a second. Robin Annie. <laughs> second edit of, of yeah. my Everlife. <laughs> Accidentalness. Okay, so... <laughs> Boyhood. That's a film that's yeah. out now. I think people should watch that. On DVD and Blu-ray. Did we review it here? I think I we Yeah, we did because yes. I made uh, everyone go drive to a far place. Yes, we did because it was still a limited release at the time. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Have you, have you heard about it? Yeah, I yeah. saw it. Oh, good. Oh, cool. I dig it. Did, did, uh, yeah. I feel okay. like I want people to see it just because it didn't win awards. And it's like, they spent 12 years making it. It's an important movie because of what they did. It did yeah. win yeah. a lot of like Academy Awards, but it won something at some other awards place. I don't care about it. It won awards, just not televised awards. Okay, well. Yeah. I mean. And yes, we're all <laughs> aware that Patricia Arquette won Best Actress from it. Supporting Millis. Was it Best Actress? Yes. Because who was... Oh, no. his daughter would have been... You're right. It was Best Supporting because... Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, she gave that speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yep. Because, no, what's her name? Uh, Julianne Moore mm-hmm. went for Best Actress right, for Still for Alice. Right, for Still Alice. I thought so. All right, next on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Penguins of Madagascar. Which everyone needs to see. I saw it. Because that shit was funny. It was funny. It was super I've funny. I've never seen any of the Madagascar movies. See, that's the thing. Is you, you only... All right, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing about Madagascar is they were like, oh, we got to make money. So what they did is they just remade the first movie over and over again. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do is watch the first one and you'll get a basic premise of the way the world works and that animals talk to each other and work together and stuff like that. And that gives you enough knowledge to go into Penguins, which is just a hilarious James Bond-esque yeah. romp. And it's better than all of the other Madagascar It's really funny. Prob- yeah, I'd yeah. say yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of really weird how funny. similar it is to Despicable Me as well. Right. Like, it's just really... Uh-oh. Well, they're coming they're out with their Minions movie. Yeah. Is that, like, Ex- how they're doing with the Penguins? I think so. Yeah, because Penguins bit of a were, like, minor characters that mm-hmm. did weird stuff. Yeah. So I saw the trailer minions. for that today. You saw the yeah, Minions trailer? Yeah, and my trailer? dad turns to me, and he's like, I'm so in. And I was like, okay, calm down, <laughs> please. That's how Christina is every time. She's like, oh, God, Penguins. Yeah, oh but I was God, excited, Minions. Yeah. You can any of those. So... What? Can they hear me when I drink? <laughs> just, I just. Did it, and wait, then I was on. like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they can. All right. There you now, go. my trick is whenever I take a drink, I just. 
Yeah, okay, just move yeah. away from the mic. I don't know why I didn't do that. I think I was seriously <laughs> leaning into my Because you're like, I need to be on the mic. I need yeah. to be right here so people could hear me. Closer. Just okay. Yeah, what if I? you can't hear me for the whole No, thing? we can edit. We can do some editing. Yeah. Okay. We can single out your track and turn up the volume. This is a little behind the scenes in the middle of the, <laughs> of the DVD yeah, and Blu-ray right Wait, are we still recording? Like it. Of course. Okay. Uh, Song of the Sea, what's this? That was nominated for Best Animated Picture recently. It's from the same uh, production Ooh. company that did... Uh, oop, just lost the name the of that The Secret film. of Kells. Secret of Kells, thank you. Which I enjoyed, Secret of Kells. It's a little short and it's a little light on plot, The Secret of Kells, but it's beautiful. Right. Uh, it's only like 70 minutes, and this one I think is, is about the same. 94. Yeah, well, oh, they, they beefed wow. it up a little. A little bit. Yeah. They probably had a little more money. It looks pretty. All right, cool. And it's just, it's also, um, isn't it traditional animated? It's not, it <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it might be made on a computer, but it's... It looks hand-drawn. It looks hand-drawn. Yep. Which is gorgeous. And, and you've got to love animated studios that are popping up now. Uh, I mean, because for a long time it was it was uh, it was just Disney doing stuff, right? And then we had like DreamWorks came in, and now and then like Sony did. You know, the, Sony was always third. <laughs> but uh, wh- whoever makes what is it, Blue Sky? Who mm-hmm. makes um, Despicable Me? Yeah, yeah. So it's popping <coughs> up. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they were totally not connected to anyone else, and it became wow. a huge hit. So now they're on the. Now they're on the map making stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they're on my map, so now they're really on the map. There you go. Now they mean something. Yeah. They're in. <laughs> You've made it, guys. <laughs> Emily knows who you are. Damn. Uh, and then last on the DVD and Blu-ray list, we have Top 5. We reviewed that, right? We did review and that. We it was both double re- review. We both really re- liked it. Yeah. It was really good. I, Way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was really funny. Uh-huh. Uh, and really, like worthwhile. Like it's not, it's not empty. I think it, right. it's it really got has something to say. It's got a message, and it's got really good like content. It's not just laughs, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And it's talking about our review later. It kind of has to do with Cinderella, sure, in a weird way, in the slightest way possible. But it's still there. Yeah. Are we gonna wait to talk about that? Until we talk about yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I mean, oh, yeah, what, I'm ready. you you haven't seen top five. It's Could top, you tell I was so silent? <laughs> top top five, they do like the weird. How do they even make it make sense? Because like she, because <clears throat> it, it's just like at the end there's a shoe. Like that's kind of well. The way it works is uh, Rosario Dawson talks about how uh, her mother like told her the story of Cinderella and about how like no matter where you come from, you can kind of you know make it's it's about your outlook on life mm-hmm. and how how you perceive life and like making the best of it in you can change your life just by doing that. And it's something important to her daughter. It's teaching. She's teaching the same thing to her daughter and she reads Cinderella to her. And then at the end of the movie spoilers, Mm -hmm. Rosario Dawson leaves her shoe in his car and he's like, Oh, I better go find her. And that's how the movie ends. Oh, Oh yeah. So it that does really connect does to Cinderella. Really yeah, he's like he's like he's in. like in the faintest way possible. Yeah, yeah but the whole rest of the movie is there's nothing about Cinderella well, at all. Yeah, but like, not at the beginning when they meet. He's like, "Wow, you have a lot of Cinderella books," and she's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of into that thing." And then at the yeah, end, it's like, then, "Oh, here's my shoe." But see, that's an important part of her character, not so much his. Yeah. yeah. So of course it's not about the whole movie because the movie's about him, mm-hmm. and she's a supporting character. Sure. All right, uh, moving on to DVD only now. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to pressure you into into playing any extra games. You're already uh, panicking over guess the ending. Okay, don't tell people I'm panicking. 
I'm not. That's You're a lie. sweating You're bullets. Super calm. I'm, don't uh, tell people I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also because it's 90 degrees here You're in Long Beach. You're slurping into the microphone <laughs> with your drinks. <laughs> oh, I need sustenance. I need to survive. <laughs> Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make Jordan guess uh, what what this film is. I'm about so excited! I love these. So okay. this is a DVD only release, and the film is called Secrets of the Dead: Ben Franklin's Bones. Oh my god! All right. So Jordan, what do you think this is about? <sighs> oh shit! Secrets of the Dead. All right, this has to be a part of a series, like Secrets of the Dead. Okay. I'm assuming. Ben's I won't. I won't tell bones. you. Uh, you're correct until the end. Of your guess. So. I would assume that this is a show like on Stupid History Channel crap, where it's about zombies and shit, where uh, they're doing DNA genetic testing on Ben Franklin's bones, and they're trying to figure out what kind of person he was instead of basing it off of his works and what he did in his political life and in his writings and his essays and stuff, but instead looking at his genetic makeup Mm -hmm. through tissue they found. And uh, trying to discern, based on his genetic mapping, the kind of dude he was. All right, so it is a History Channel thing. Yes! You got that. I didn't read any further to see if you're right about weird genetics. Okay, I'm going to read it. But but I believe uh, a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, who knows, we, d- we did another one of these Secrets of the Dead. Because I kind of love yep. their titles that they come up with. They're, they're absolutely insane. Ben Franklin's Bones. Like, oh, it's just ancillary bullshit. Ben Franklin Bones solves a modern mystery born in the dark fringes of the Age of the Enlightenment, showing how illegal grave robbing practices taking oh, place no. right beneath Benjamin Franklin's feet oh, no. proved invaluable to the advancement of modern medicine. Oh, okay. Well, I like your. It has nothing to do. Yeah, it has nothing thing. to do with his bones. It's bullshit. I'm upset here. All right, and then tell me what this next uh, DVD. Oh, I got to do it again. I mean, no. I mean, you can guess or you can just read it because it, the title's really weird. It's I'm Wolfie: gonna, The Incredible uh, Secret. I'm just gonna read it. Yeah. The all right, it's loading. 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 Your internet is. Really this is an animated sometimes. film, by the way. Just, oh, just to prep. What you're about to it say. It really is taking forever to load. You sure you got the URL I'm sorry. right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to click. Oh, I just hit the microphone. Good job. You're like really bad at this. And I just clicked the wrong link. Double See, good job. This is why we can't have nice things. Mine's loaded immediately. A wolf okay. and a rabbit set out <sighs> to find the wolf's mother, who is surprisingly still alive, but they arrive in her surprisingly. town. Surprisingly. Right? And this is like, surprisingly. I don't know why that's a surprise, number one. <laughs> because she eats sheep. No, 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 but it, keep, it keeps going. But they arrive in her town in the midst of the world's most renowned carnivore food fest. What? So he, a wolf and a rabbit. So this rabbit is in the middle of a town that's having a carnivore food fest. Okay, <gasps> This continues. is just like a... Uh... Who, who will survive and who will be the main dish du jour? A big secret about the wolf's birth is revealed. She's that's really like, half rabbit. That sounds like a weird clickbait. so much. Yeah, it I sounds... So many things. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be overly complicated, so you want to watch this. Uh, it sounds like what we do in the shadows when they bring stew to the... Sure, to the sure. to the thing secret masquerade whatever it's a masquerade called. ball yeah thing let me jig do you think they'd really go as far as to make a wolf be half rabbit somehow yes we li- we exist in a world where a state animal is the jackalope a mythical creature that doesn't exist Duh. so i would not be surprised if they made an animated movie about a half wolf half rabbit I mean, like maybe maybe the wolf was was born thanks to a rabbit. Like maybe a rabbit helped was raised by rabbits. Maybe he was raised. By that's rabbits. why it's surprising that that's, the mother's still alive that's because why it's she just the ditched still alive. that baby on the doorstep of the rabbit family. Yeah. Bullshit. 
<laughs> well, we need to watch this right now. You know what? Screw her. I, she should have taken care of her baby. I don't. I don't. I don't appreciate this at all. We're gonna get so political. All right. Sorry. Okay. I, I get upset sometimes. Uh, all right. So that's it for DVD only. New on Blu-ray, uh, an Orson Welles film oh. called The Lady from Shanghai. Mm. I, I watched loved... this a couple years ago, and I, I don't remember a lot of it. Okay. I really love older movies, uh-huh. like anything pre-50s, sure. because like we just read the synopsis for The, the Wolf Rabbit. Thing right, and I've already forgotten the name. Secret, and, and it's like it's like four secret. sentences of bullshit. Yeah, which go all the way up to like the end. What it feels like is they took the script as a whole and then copy and pasted like four sentences out and just put them together. Exactly. Right. So in this in this older movie, it just says an Irish sailor is framed for murder by a rich lawyer and his seductive wife. That's all we need to know. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's one sentence with perfectly descriptive adjectives. And- which I, I have a theory. When I watched this film, uh, I was also super into How I Met Your Mother at the time, which was still on the air at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a theory that they somehow the writers of How I Met Your Mother stole parts of the plot of this film for um, the subplot involving Ted falling in love with that lady who was the captain's wife. I've Did, never seen How I Met Your Yeah, me well, neither. So you're by yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> He we got a, we, we had a high now. five from the parlor. So from the parlor. From the parlor. So there's a. That's where he sits. Okay. How, <laughs> let me start. How much of there is a TV show? Oh my god! Are we going this far back? <laughs> no. There's a part where okay. So for some reason, Ted falls in love with this woman, um, but she's married uh, to um, uh, God. I can't. Why can I? I always drop names right when I need them. Uh, who? Mm, what was his name? He's right now. He's on Agents of Shield as the the as Sky's dad. Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, okay. Plays the captain. His character. They call him the captain. He wants to be called the captain on How I Met Your Mother. On How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I love. He's married. Uh, what to, was he in? It's coming back. Portland, Twin yeah. Peaks. Twin Peaks. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's also good. It's also good. So he's married to this woman that Ted falls in love with, and she, uh, sh- she essentially leaves the captain for Ted. My goodness. And the the fact that he's a captain and she's married, and I think she looks a lot like the woman in this old movie. No. Rita Hayworth. Is that Rita Hayworth? Yeah. Orson well, Welles made her dye me. her hair blonde for the film and everybody got mad. Yeah. Well, this lady is also a blonde in How I Met Your Mother. And she's the one who's now on Once Upon a Time. Do I got you there? Mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time? No. Ugh, <laughs> God, yeah. What do you watch on TV? Not <laughs> crappy things, obviously, if she watches doesn't watch. Yeah, you know... That one. I watch good shows. Like our next one oh, on okay. TV only, uh, Turn Washington Spies, the, f- the complete first season. This I, was an amazing show. I didn't know the full title was Turn Washington Spies. It wasn't. Oh, okay. But people were like, what the fuck is Turn? I love I don't the know title what. Turn. I loved it too. Yeah. It made sense in, in the coat. show itself, Turn, turn coat. coat. Right. I know. I know exactly Jeez. what it meant. But they were like, People who haven't seen the show have no idea what the fuck it's uh, about. We have to talk about the fact that they're the first that American spies. Subtitle makes it sound like one of those dumb history channel exactly. shows. Yeah. yeah, but it reels you in. Like I wouldn't have known what it was about if I just saw Turn. Yeah, I don't know what that means. See, she's right. But Washington it's, spies, I'm intrigued. Yeah, and it is about the first spy network yeah. in America, and it's really, it's actually a really good show. Okay, I'm looking forward. It's to It's on AMC, it. right? Yes. Okay. And the new season is coming out on the 13th of April. So that's it for our new releases. 
Uh, I mean, it's a it's a tough pick. Uh, on what's what's the best thing? What's what what I want to buy? Objectively, <clears throat> boyhood, boyhood. Yeah, the top, top five was top really five great. Was really good, yeah. I would say buy boyhood, rent penguins, and top five, and then only watch Annie if you plan on making some Batman fanfic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you need to do your research before you start writing. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, <laughs> Was that too many? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. just really wanting to affirm what you guys said. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, I want to <laughs> tell you about a, a podcast that's on the Benview Network. <gasps> Please do. It's called Popsicles. What? Uh, it's uh, Brendan Creasy, mm-hmm. Derek Armijo, mm-hmm. and our good buddy Matt Benson. <gasps> what uh, show doesn't he do? I know. He does all the shows. Except this one. Well, sometimes. Not in a long time. Not in a long time. I don't even remember what he looks like anymore. That's Well, he's changed his appearance. There is that. If anyone knows him in real life, you know what I'm talking about. It's really something. So uh, I won't get into it here. <laughs> I'm so interested. It is neither the time nor the place. <laughs> someone please mouth me to me what he's talking about? <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> so Popsicles is a podcast. It comes out about every other week. Uh, and it, in fact, it started on uh, on Smodcast, on Ooh. the Smodcast network, okay, whatever that's yeah. called. Uh, uh, Brendo and uh, Derek... Uh, they they knew uh, Kevin Smith. I don't know the full story there. Oh, uh, but they they used to do their shows from the Smod Castle. That was a, a built wow. a, a live venue in L.A. Uh, but since uh, that, I I don't know even how they left there and came to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you listen to their show, I'm sure you'll find out. Cool. Lots of mysteries that that you'll you'll get solved if you go listen to Popsicles. What uh, do they talk about? What do you mean? What do they? Talk? They talk about. Um, I mean they. <laughs> It's funny because they've gotten away from from their own topic because uh, just just because of, I guess maybe the way they do their show. Oh. But they they're supposed to talk about like celebrity gossip and, and news and rumors and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course they they've been talking a lot about uh, the Ghostbuster stuff that's been going on recently. Of course, yeah. Because uh, isn't there like two movies now or some weird yeah. crap? Yeah. Uh, they they talk a lot about uh, Derek. He he goes to um, what is that place called? Not Cine Family. The new, the new Beverly, New Beverly oh, okay. Theater. Yeah, he goes there all the time and sees films, and and he does has a lot of celebrity sightings mm-hmm. and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's a good show. I like listening to it. Nice. And uh, you can find them uh, on the Benview Network, BenviewNetwork.com, or I, you know, I should have written down what their actual URL is, uh, but I believe it's like PopsiclesCast.com. Are you going to test that out for me to make sure that it's right? Even the spelling of popsicles gives me trouble sometimes. They spell it's two words: popsicles and sick. They spell s i c k. I believe it does not work. Okay, well, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I did an ad for you, but I did it badly. This is why we can't have nice things. But you will have a nice thing with our Cinderella review right after this. That will see you through all the trials that life can offer. Have courage. You'll merely be your stepmother, and you'll have two lovely sisters to keep you company. So I'll know as far away as I may be that you'll be safe. Wouldn't you prefer to eat when all the work is done, Ella? Yes, stepmother. Oh, you needn't call me that. Madam will do. Cinder wench. Dirty Ella. <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Are you all right? Miss, what do they call you? Never mind what they call me. I'm sorry. It's not your doing. Nor yours either, I'll bet. I hope to see you again, miss. And I you. Ella, you have more kindness in your little finger than most people possess in their whole body. It was my mother's old dress. It would be an insult to take you to the palace dressed in these old rags. <gasps> you shall not go to the ball. <laughs> Excuse me. Why are you crying? Who are you? That's better. My fairy godmother. Off you go. For you shall go to the ball. They're all looking at you. Believe me, they're all looking at you. Where there is kindness, there is goodness. And where there is goodness, there is magic. I have to see her again. Are you looking for this? All right, guys. It's popsiclespodcast.com. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You saved it. I found it. And now it's time for our review. Yes. Uh, so, Emily, feel free to jump in at any time okay. with your thoughts or opinions. Uh, but let me let me first start by saying what this film is. This is Cinderella, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. 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 Uh, is this Bitch Chin himself? Yes, this is Bitch Chin himself, oh, who wow. doesn't cameo in this one, which I, I know. really wanted. I was like, where is he? Yeah, I wanted He must have been one of the soldiers. That'd been He probably hid himself in the movie. Yeah. Just like Charlotte Copley was in Chappie, but he was Chappie, so no one knew it. There must have been an outtake where he's the one who takes off the hat. Right. And, and right. whatever. He's and like, I'm the prince. I'm the prince. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Uh, all right, get over here, Rob Stark. Uh, I believe I read that this was written by Chris Weitz. Weitz. Who I think wrote some Twilight movies, I'm, really? if I'm remembering correctly. Do some research there, but I don't know. I don't know what I remember and what I know. Uh, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> who am I? Please. Uh, the evil stepmother, Lady Tremaine, Lily James as Cinderella. Uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good cast, I'd say. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing I can say. Uh, and you know what, um, I'm, I'm going to just keep comparing this to Maleficent. He did Ants, uh, About a Boy... And the Golden Compass. I wonder who I'm you thinking were close. of. Yeah. You were very close. I don't close. know who you're thinking about. I mean, Golden Compass is really close, technically. To Twilight? Sure. Okay. <laughs> we just go, okay. It's sure. a young adult. I actually like Golden Compass, age. but I like the book. So. Magical. <laughs> yeah, magic. Yes. And, and right. Yeah, she rides a polar bear in Twilight, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. that talks. And they meet a cowboy. Right. Yeah. Of course. Cowboy vampire. Who doesn't? Yeah. So Let's anyway, that. Let's make that movie. <laughs> that's called Priest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not going to be able to stop myself from comparing this to Maleficent because I really enjoyed what they did with Maleficent. Me too. Uh, what, what I think is interesting about C- Cinderella and about <laughs> some upcoming films is that this is actually from Disney. This isn't like 
some other company doing a version of Cinderella. And, and Disney stamping their name on top well, of no, it. I mean, Disney's not even, like, I don't even think they would do that. Disney would only allow a film to be made based on something that they made as a cartoon. Right. If they were fully involved. Mm-hmm. Because there have been other Pinocchios out in the world. Yep. But they, they're not allowed to say anything about Disney. Oh. Yeah, what was that Pinocchio with um, yep. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? or was? Oh, that was... That might have been like an ABC situation where, it's a, where they bought the rights for the names. I know what you're talking something. about, though. Yeah. But wasn't that one called Geppetto? Oh. Technically. But I think it was still a lot about Pinocchio. Yeah. I mean, it was basically about <laughs> Pinocchio. Um, but there was also a weird Pinocchio with that uh, French actor who I can't remember his name right now. He might not be French. I might be. He's some kind of European. <laughs> sure. He's a, he's a, you know, I can't even think of one other film that he was in right now but he it was weird because he's like 40 and he was playing pinocchio okay yeah that makes me uncomfortable yeah but it was definitely not a disney production it was uh oh was it really dark no i think it was still funny it was just like why did this 40 year old man want to play a a puppet boy like everyone was like what are you doing i don't know if you've seen pinocchio in a while but it gets pretty dark like the Disney Pinocchio? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they go to a casino where people drink yes. and do drugs oh, and, yeah, and then they gamble and they, and they turn, turn them into donkeys. donkeys. They're like, you're bad. And we then made a, you bad a whale now. eats people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty That's dark movie. And a cricket, which is the most upsetting to me because I love <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what were delicious. you looking up? The Jonathan uh, Taylor Thomas? Uh, not in Geppetto. Geppetto was actually a Walt Disney backed one, but okay. he was not in that one. Okay. Uh, but I think this is some kind of new trend that Disney is doing where they're making live-action versions of their cartoon films. It was just announced that Tim Burton's going to be doing Dumbo live-action, uh-huh. which is kind of weird because uh, there was also recent news about, uh, what, what, what is it, Barnum, Barnum and Bailey? They're not going to be using elephants anymore. They're not going to be using elephants uh, in 2018. Yep. So like, very soon, elephants are going to be out, out of our circus world that we yep. all know and love, <laughs> if you love the circus. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's it's Dumbo's going to be like one of those weird like huh that was weird they had elephants at one point right I mean yeah but I think they'll always still have the imagery of like the classic circus with the elephants it's I true I gonna forget I love Water for Elephants have you seen that one I saw it yeah that's a good one right that was pretty good yeah I mean I don't know if I watched it again but <laughs> I think it was good yeah I love Reese Witherspoon Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Even if she's not with her spoon, she's good stuff. She's anyway, still a good time. <laughs> what, she just with her if she's not with her spoon. No, are we getting? We're getting. <laughs> okay, I don't know what's going on here. It's dramatic. You don't, <laughs> don't look in the parlor. <laughs> that sounds like a, something that Lady Tremaine would say, right? Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, in in that sense. Uh, I don't think I could be anything but disappointed in this Cinderella because of how good, I, how much I liked Maleficent because of what Maleficent did to the story and what this this film but, doesn't do. See, my only thing with that is Maleficent was a movie with a message and kind of a retelling, whereas this almost feels like a soft shot-for-shot shot remake. Totally. I mean, like they yes. they CG'd animals to make them goofy and funny. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were called J- Jackie yeah. instead of Jacques. That's what I'm saying. Is like, like this. I've got pretty strong. I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but I've got pretty strong memories of Cinderella. Yeah, and like they're almost shot for shot like similarities between a lot of the scenes. Like Maleficent was such a departure 
mm-hmm. from Sleeping Beauty that it focused on a completely different character. This is still Cinderella. It's not like it's focused on her stepmother I mean, or focused been, on the prince. Uh, but I mean, it still it still made her more of a person. Like in the cartoon, she was just an angry woman. Yeah. In this, she still she was she was a villain in the sense that she was you know uh, treating Cinderella like crap, but. She still had her reasons and her motivations. I just felt from from both the, the direction and the writing, it was leaning very hard on her character to uh-huh. to do interesting things, to be like a bigger character. Uh-huh. And I feel like maybe that came from some version of the script, an older version of the script, had her as the main character, perhaps, or had uh-huh. her as more of an equal to Cinderella in hmm. in casting wise. And also, there's a there's a thing that that movies do, where um, in a scene you don't see a character's face. And then they do a dramatic reveal of their face. They do this in Indiana Jones. Yep. They do it in a lot of a lot of films, and they do it in Cinderella for Kate Blanchett, where she's you, she's got a huge hat on. You don't see her face, and then she turns her head towards the camera, and you and, and it's like here she is, the star of the film. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to believe. Okay, she's the best yeah. thing in this. Well, film. I mean, when I think of the Disney Cinderella. When I think of Lady Tremaine, she's always kind of in the shadows and then like coming out of the shadows. I don't know why. I think that's why it me. did that. So well, I yeah. I think maybe that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. And also it's kind of a, it's it's really dramatic, which she is. Uh, she's always like posing. Yeah. Which is the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was really great. I really loved her in the role. Yeah. I love her in everything. <laughs> uh, but but let's talk about the, the rest. I don't want to focus all on, uh, you know. How, how upset you are. Yeah. And how upset I am that this isn't, you know, Lady Tremaine, the film, uh-huh. which would be awesome. They just called it Tremaine? Just Tremaine. Tremaine. Or, I think Lady Tremaine is good, but <laughs> sure, Tremaine. Uh, and I, I even think it's a little bit weird that they, that they did keep the animals. Like, that to me didn't fit the rest of the movie at all. As soon, yeah, no. as, as, soon as I saw the CG animals, I knew it was going to be really close to the source material. Yeah, yeah, as close as it as as, as it, it can be without being super goofy. It was still goofy mm-hmm. at parts. I think that's why they didn't have them talk. They're right. like we're going to have them do human like things. They kind of chitter chatter gave, gave a them a they gave way. them a personality. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They made it a universe where animals have personality. They do, they just don't talk. And especially like they they did the the thing where they introduced like, "Oh, and she calls the goose Mr. Goose." And then that goes that that means nothing until the carriage scene. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. then she has a reason to talk to Mr. Goose. Yeah, but it's just like, and here's Mr. Goose. And then an hour later, oh, Mr. Goose, come be a carriage (sighs) man. I don't know. Don't children. Did she talk to the lizards? No. No, the lizards were new. The lizards were just just hanging out. Yeah. The fairy godmother's just like, hey, some lizards. Perfect. (laughs) Now, I felt like the only reason they used lizards was so we could have a scene where he he attacks the The fly. fly. Well, no, I think that's also in, isn't that also in the original? See, I don't have. Were they lizards? lizards? I feel like they weren't lizards. I kind of remember them being lizards. Really? Yeah. His face was not great to look at. And he was just wearing (laughs) green gloves. Like, that was really bad. It wasn't even, like, a little good. It was, they just put green gloves on a guy. Well, no, he had face makeup on and his teeth were all messed up. And his whole outfit was green and kind of leathery looking. His hands were really bad. That's what I was saying. I think it was just to make him still look like a lizard. Were they green or were they like lizard skin? No, it was just green gloves. Oh, okay. Well, that's his color. Like, like, okay, I guess. He's a summer. (laughs) Um, yeah, that, that. But that whole entire scene also, I feel like, is, is such a weird departure from the rest of the film. The scene where the fairy godmother shows up. Mm-hmm. That scene is just, like, super weird. Because there's no really magic. random and weird. Yeah. 
the, yeah, there was only the thing in the beginning where her mom is like, remember, we all have our fairy godmother. And I wish, I wish at that point it had seeded like, oh, there is magic in the world, like shown a fairy in the forest in yeah. the distance while they were talking or something. Some hint that later well, on a movie devoid of magic would all of a sudden have a scene where magic was the, the main yeah. draw. Am I, am I interpreting this wrong? But the very first scene is when Cinderella's a baby and they're showing clouds and she reaches up and grabs, grabs a cloud. Grabs a cloud and pulls it is out that- of the sky. W- was that supposed to imply that she grabbed a cloud out of the sky and it became a tuft of cotton or that she just had some cotton in her hand and suddenly reached up? Maybe that's their hinting that there's magic in the world, the fact that she does it. But that's literally the first thing you see and that's just, right. that felt super weird to me. Right. I don't know. I, I liked what they were trying to do with the prince. Yeah. They made him a, a much bigger character, which I feel mm-hmm. like that's something that... In in the older Disney princess films, the prince like he's he's the minor character, which is insane because today you know nowadays it's well, impossible in to Sleeping get. Sleeping Beauty, I think Prince Philip is more of a major character than. Well, he fights the dragon. Yeah, of course. I mean, he steals the show. <laughs> well, it's hard to have the show when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But even in like Snow White, there's <laughs> he just stole like it easily. <laughs> in Snow White, he just kind of shows up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Snow White. <laughs> Let's not even get into that. Don't even get me started. Yeah, because they, they came out not with, with not one but two crappy movies right in a row. Of that yeah. so uh, you must not be speaking about the uh, film Mirror Mirror. What you really like? That you movie? liked it because it was it was Tar- <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at this. Tarsim Singh is a really good director. Okay, I like Tarsim visually Singh. parts of it really good. All right, story wise, well, yeah, yeah. It's I like Tarsim Singh, it but was really but I can't divorce. Like, I love the visuals in uh, Only God Forgives, but that movie is horrible. Don't, let's not talk about that. But see what I'm saying is you can't, you can't just divorce <laughs> one part of the movie and can say, just, that's why scene, it was good. There's one scene I want out of that film, and the rest of it can just go away. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Tangent. Cinderella. Uh, see? They, they also, I think they do a really good job here where, I don't remember this from the cartoon at all, uh, where... Uh, her mother. I mean, I don't even think her mother's a character in the in the original Disney cartoon. No, nope. I think she's dead. When we yeah, she's dead. She's right already from gone. The start. Yeah. And uh, but in this one, she's she's the one who tells Cinderella that you have to be uh, courageous and kind. Courageous and kind, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they beat into our brains. But that's the also good movie. because that it's her that mantra. Shows, that's why she never snaps at these insane people that are just bossing her around. Because it's the last thing her mother told her before she died. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It just bugged me throughout the whole movie. Like, I just feel like the movie was telling young girls they have to be kind and quiet and domestic, and then it'll all work out, you know? I mean, like, it is kind of telling them this. <laughs> I'm I not going to disagree. <laughs> Even just, sometimes I like when she would just kind of brush it off, but then sometimes she'd be like laughing right after something really horrible happened, and it kind of creeped me out. Yeah. Well, it. I think it's especially bad, and this is this is... This is the writing. Whoever, you know, the, the writer wrote this terribly. The, the two stepsisters come in and, like, they just – all they do is insult. Yep. And, and neither Cinderella or her dad. Her dad, he has a backbone. He doesn't have to be courageous and kind. He can – He doesn't, though. But he doesn't. He, <laughs> they say, like, oh, is this – have you decorated? This place looks terrible. And he's just – he and just looks just at them like, like hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, like, it, yeah, I'm a man. I don't yeah, know how to decorate. It, it needed to come out and – just pretty much say that the only reason he did it is because he needed like a 
what he thought was a mother. Because it, it makes it very clear in other iterations of the Cinderella storyline that the only reason he remarries is because he wants like a woman of the household yeah. to take care of it because he has to go out on business. Yeah. And like he thinks like, all right, well, maybe I'll fall in love with her. Maybe not. I'm just helping this widow out. And then like he just kind of puts up with it because he goes, well, I married her and now I'm kind of stuck here. Yeah. It, but it never shows that in this movie. Mm-hmm. He just kind of takes it. Yeah. And in this one, he kind of has that whole speech about how he's like ready to love again and he uh-huh. gets another shot at life. So mm-hmm. we're left to wonder why he picked this awful woman <laughs> and her awful dog. Because she like, maybe pretty. she, she yeah, didn't. she is though. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe she didn't. Like she, she put on like she was nice and then as soon as she knew that she, of course, she yeah. got because it. Because as soon like, as she, she turned, walked in the door, she's like, that your house sucks. Th- that would have been uh, interesting to see a scene like before she gets there. Yeah. Right. Maybe so we can talking. see the other side of her because it makes it very clear the daughters say later on about uh, her late father that all women are all men are dogs or whatever and that mm-hmm. women have to control them. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear her motivations from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But it would have been nice to see her before, like maybe before she showed up, like when they met or nice whatever. Would have been nice to have a whole film that told her origin and why she is the way she is. Is that <laughs> well, what you're saying? Get writing. Get on you've got, a little bit of that. You've got paper right there. <laughs> I know. I get just... on it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think this this film had a lot of chances that it didn't take. It took a lot of the safe routes. So you're upset because it it stuck too close to the cartoon without taking any elements of the book. Because the book that the cartoon's based on, like the Grimm's fairy tale, like yeah. super dark. There's uh-huh. like cutting mm-hmm. off of toes, toes and, and like all kinds which of stuff. Is, oh, that's another eyeballs. thing that I think is really crazy. I, I thought maybe this film wouldn't make as much money because we had just seen parts of the Cinderella story in... Uh, what was that musical that just Into the Woods? Oh, Into the Woods. Yeah. Into the Woods had Anna Kendrick as yeah. Cinderella, right? And that that seems like a more popular choice than this. I don't Ex- even know who the hell Lily James is. Except it's a musical, so musicals make less money. It, I think it made a good, a good In, bit of money. He's, he's look at Mister Numbers. He's going to go get it. Uh, but yeah, it's just like I I thought maybe this wouldn't be. Like uh, as popular just because we'd seen parts of it before, especially the darker parts of it, the cutting off of toes parts. Yeah. Uh, but but another thing that really bothered me is that they did hint at like fleshing out the characters, like in the later scene when Lady Tremaine has Cinderella, you know, trapped upstairs, and Cinderella, Cinderella finally asks, "Why are you like this?" Yeah. And she, all that Lady Tremaine can say is. Uh, you are young and innocent and good, and I'm. And then she runs out. Yeah. And I was like, so they stopped writing. Like yeah. <laughs> he was just like, nah, no, that's it's. Good enough. I know. I understand I why. Understand. I and I think that's like that's a very because powerful she rent represents her before everything went Ex- wrong with her. Life. Exactly. Yeah. She's and she like, hates seeing I've that part of through, herself. Yeah. I've been through all these horrible things, and now I was good, and look where I am now. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, they kind of hint at her character before that when she's overhearing. Uh, Cinderella's dad talked to her about the th- I mean mm-hmm. and then she has this insane jealous streak where she's like mm, dead mother I hate uh-huh. <laughs> okay you, have you got you numbers yet are you looking out this stuff by up? her father or no yeah, he was the only one he creeped me out he was a little Their creepy relationship right was a little weird. creepy I, I don't know I, I thought it was weird that he he was kind of boring I don't know I just the father in Cinderella always bugs me because he like marries this lady and she's horrible and then he just leaves his daughter with her. When he dies, and he like, dies. <laughs> he has the audacity to die after he's <laughs> left her. What? 
and and that's in this film especially they kill the mother and then the father at least in other films the mother's dead to begin with yeah but we gotta go through two parents. we gotta go through and in fact uh, a little bit of spoiler we gotta go through three parent deaths to get to the end of this movie oh yeah that's true and so everyone's an orphan in this movie mm-hmm. can we do spoilers ridiculous. in this one yeah, yeah I mean because the Cinderella story is not it's not anything revolutionary the third death was the only one I kind of felt a little sad about yeah, because you get to know him. It's um, so the prince's plotline has to do with uh, he's learning how to be the king because the king is dying, mm-hmm. and that's the king is played by Derek Jacoby, who's a, a I love him a, as a an very actor. good yeah he's uh, great British actor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people I think know him from uh, his brief role. He had like in, on one episode of Doctor Who he played the master, uh, which was really cool. Oh yes, I do remember that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think. I think that was a really neat addition because uh, it gives the prince sort of more of a, a meaning to his to him picking Cinderella because they're having the ball so that they can pick a queen because they know that we're going to, you know, the king's going to go and we're going to need to have a strong uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the whole, like, the Grand Duke subplot kind of felt uh, unnecessary. But I, I know why they did it. It's just they needed to... Yeah, it didn't seem. They needed an evil. They needed evil on both sides. Yeah. So, and then of course the two evils come together. Of course. Which was which was look. I I if this isn't a movie about two evil people finding each other (laughs) and the craziness of the world, I don't know what is. This is why I'm telling you. If this was the Lady Tremaine movie, they did. Oh, it does. She finds love a third time. No, she does. She does because they all disappear together. Yeah. Well, that's that's that's, never to come back to the kingdom again. Narration. Which was ridiculous. Why did we need a narrator for this movie? So, to, Just to tell us what we're looking at every time, because it's a fairy tale, Ugh. and we have to have kids in the audience who are six years old. No joke. The the dad sitting next to me, this little girl, uh-huh. he had to explain parts because well, she's like, "What happened?" Sure. And he had to explain stuff. Like they were trying to help <sighs> the parents in the universe not have to explain the entire movie to the kids. Uh, but one thing that I did remember is uh, for another podcast on the Binview Network, uh, Friday Night Film Fights, uh, they were going up with uh, First Daughter and another movie. It was like two movies about um, presidents and their daughters. First Daughter and, hold on. Chasing Liberty. Chasing Liberty. I just remembered. So uh, they compared those movies. And one of the things they said about First Daughter, which had the wonderful uh, Michael Keaton playing the president oh uh, now i need to watch first daughter but see the thing was is his his wife he had no uh like chemistry with so the only chemistry he had with was katie holmes mm-hmm. so it the movie ends up being really creepy because he's always having scenes with his daughter and they're like really smiling at each other and there's lots yeah. of scenes where they're like dancing together mm which there's dancing in this movie together. Uh-huh. And like, it feels super creepy. Like in Friday Night Film Fights, they brought up a th- great thing. Like, what if this is a movie about like an abused daughter trying to get away from her God. abusive, powerful father <laughs> who can find her anywhere? Because he's the president. Because he's the president, Oof. right? Um, but in real life, they actually, like Katie Holmes and Michael Keaton, hung out together outside of the movie, which is really weird because they played father and daughter in the movie. Hung out like but, as friends, but, or yeah, as or lovers. more. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah, is it ended, it ended up coming through in the movie itself? Mm. But the movie's really bad. You might not want to watch it because Forrest Whitaker directed it and he did a really bad what? job. Yes, is that true? Are you saying real words? Yes, <laughs> these are Forrest real Whitaker things coming out of my mouth. Film first daughter. Yep. 
with Michael Keaton as the president and Katie Holmes as the daughter. I don't even know how to begin to react to that. Right? Maybe you, maybe we can have a pairing with Friday Night Film Fights. We'll invite them on, and you and I can watch it, and then we'll we'll all talk about it together. Please I, do. I don't know if I believe. Please it. do. So I feel uh, like you're playing a really elaborate. But it was joke. super creepy, right? Because yeah. their real life chemistry came through in the movie, mm-hmm. but their real life chemistry was, you know, way more, more than interaction. What the movie called for. <laughs> right. So it comes through really bad because Michael Keaton had no chemistry with his wife in the movie, the you know, first lady. Who played the first lady? Uh, oh, we I have Margaret Collin. Hmm. Is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I can confirm. Forced I like how you had to directed the no, no, not only that, uh, credited one of the credited writers is Jerry O'Connell. Right. He came up with the story for this. Jerry O'Connell. I know. I don't... This, this is amazing. Is, this I know. This is insane. Right. What but else is Forrest Whitaker directed while we weren't watching? I think nothing else right. because he, he messed directing. up so bad. So uh, so that's what I got from this because he was a little creepy, but I felt like it got to the edge of that and then backed off and then he died. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker directed I mean, maybe Hope maybe they floats. killed him because it got so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Are we falling down a rabbit hole? Forrest Whitaker directed Hope Floats. Okay. Oh my gosh. Is that the Harry Connick Jr. Yes. one? Get out of Sandra here. Bullock. He has a very... Like heartwarming director style. Well, he tries That's to anyway. Very interesting. I don't. I don't know how to feel about any of this. Uh, Are you gonna be okay? I, I'm sorry. Do we on need all your, on all your? Do we need to take a moment? Father daughter talk over here. Are you scheduling a Forrest Whitaker direction movie night? Right yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Of course. He just sent a group message. I uh-huh. saw it. <laughs> More than I saw it. Hey, hey, Forrest heads. So, uh, so. Into the Woods made a good amount of money. Made $31 million opening weekend, but only went on to make 127 Is that domestic or international? All. Probably domestic. I will click. Although, you know, how does a mus- musical translate? Foreign was $45 million, So less than $200 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I almost feel like you can't put musicals in the same vein. Because, I'm sorry... I like musicals, but less people are going to see them. It's true. Even, yeah, even though there are so many fanatics that are into Into the Woods and have been, yeah, it's not going to compare to the amount of people that are going to go see Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Right. Or just people, you know, who will just go see Cinderella because they have children. Yeah, and, and they yeah. saw the cartoon when they were young, mm-hmm. and it's nostalgic for them, so they're going for themselves, and then they want their kids to see it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think also part of that is, is Disney is the one who made Into the Woods. Right. And they've, they've, of course, timed all their releases. So of that, course they have, yeah. You know, it doesn't overlap or anything. They do, yeah, they do the math. But uh, I really liked uh, Agent Carter as Cinderella's Haley, mom. I want to talk about Haley Atwell. Because I didn't even realize who it was until, like, she almost died. Yeah. Because she looks totally different. What I would like, another thing I would have liked to have seen in this film is that they should have, since they just went all crazy magic mm-hmm. halfway through... Uh, f- somehow. Oh, if she became the fairy reason. godmother? No, no, no. Because that would have been way better than Helen Bonacarver. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, because she needs to stop being in movies. I really enjoy Haley Atwell as the fairy godmother, and then she's like, mother, and she's like, oh, no, I, we, I just look like who you love the most or something. Like That would have that been, been cool. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I just thought of that. <laughs> Thanks, Hollywood. Okay, so uh, much like in at the end of Les Mis, mm-hmm. when Anne Hathaway shows up as a ghost to get one more song in oh. Haley Atwell should have just showed up as a ghost mom just to be like ghost mom. I, at the wedding I'm at your wedding at the Cinderella wedding? Like, oh. 
or something. Anything. Right. Yeah. Speaking of the mom, didn't uh-huh. you guys like that scene where she's like, um, I want to wear my mom's dress to the ball, so please don't change it. And she's like, no, I'm not going to change it. And she gives her a whole new dress. The yeah. fairy godmother. She changes the color. No, she changes It's the same dress. No, no. The frills poofy. are better. She makes it poofy and then adds the like butterflies gone. to it. And then uh, she alters I'm gonna, it. I'm going to quote my wife here. Glitter Look, boobs. I make a lot of dresses. <laughs> all right. Glitter boobs. Glitter boobs. <laughs> That's not my phrase. It's drawing attention to things. Yeah. Yeah. Because glitter existed back then. Right. Mm-hmm. They just threw it everywhere. Yeah. They were uh, really gaudy back then, too. Yeah. Apparently. Those sisters were peacocking the shit out of those dresses. Yeah, they, they actually were. had peacock mm-hmm. things on them. Oh, did you also notice? So they the the stepsisters that once in one scene were fighting and they broke a crown. Mm-hmm. The, one of the stepsisters wore the broken crown to the yeah, ball. it was broken. I really enjoyed that. I wish it had been put together with tape. <laughs> I know tape didn't exist, duct tape. but it would have been great. Yeah. It was just yeah. like she's putting duct tape. All right, it's good. Oh, jeez. Um, I also wanted to talk about a weird cameo that I thought was absolutely insane, and I think only pleased me. Rob Brydon. Oh yes, shows up as the painter. Right in he's one scene. Fantastic. Yeah, he's because so he just plays he, himself. Have you seen the trip? No. Oh, Rob. those are fantastic. And the trip to Italy. Yeah, it, the, he's a, a British comedian. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he did this film, uh, the trip with Steve Coogan. Yes. Where they just like they play they versions go, of themselves, and going, they go on a road trip. They go on a road trip eating at fancy restaurants. Oh, so if you love Europe. food, it is. Oh yeah. So it's a God. lot of food stuff and a lot of like jokes, and they do impressions of Michael Caine. Michael Caine, it's really funny. And so there's this whole scene with this it's painter. Like the three top things from the movie, right? Pretty much, <laughs> if they're the best things. From- uh, okay. And this this painter is just like cracking jokes while there's an actual scene happening. Yeah. And I was like, I think just Rob Brydon wandered on set. Yeah. And just because he was just being Rob Brydon, yeah. and I had no problem with that. It was. He should have. Can been someone give me a longer, a longer brush? He's really good from this angle. I loved it. It was so strange. I, I guess loved because it. I know it just goes to show if you don't know who he is, you're gonna think it's weird. If you do, you're really gonna like it. Watch those movies and then you'll be like, oh wait, that scene made sense now. I'm gonna watch Cinderella again. Just for <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. I think that covers everything that I really want to do. I just feel like this is Disney when they're not trying to do a message. Because um, Frozen, uh, Maleficent. Oh, we should talk about that. Like, they're... Yeah, we will. Okay. We will. Uh, they're, they they have these movements in filmmaking so far where they're kind of going in a, in, a, in a direction where they're kind of undoing the work that they did originally. Like, all those old cartoons, they kind of reinforced gender stereotypes of the time. And As does this new Cinderella movie. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say is yeah. Frozen and Maleficent were trying to kind of abolish the old stereotypes. And in this one, it tries to skirt the line of still having a stereotype but not reinforcing it as much. Because I, I, I posit, even though I haven't seen it recently, that if you watch the cartoon and you watch this new version, mm. that there will be less reinforcing of gender stereotypes, but it's still there. Mm. Like mm. this is them making a movie without having a message. And it's obvious. I think the message is there. I mean, they tell her to be kind and courageous throughout, but I think they're saying, be kind and quiet. They're and like, shut up. your work. <laughs> Clean the floor. But yes. the thing is, whenever, whenever, <laughs> but uh, the plot kind of goes away from that, though, because any time where she's doing something she shouldn't be, she's acting on her own, that's when she's kind of taking control of her own destiny. When does she act like on she her never, own? I want an example. She Sorry. leaves. She's not supposed to leave. She's supposed to do the housework, but she leaves on the horse several times and every time she does she meets somebody she meets the prince that saves her well that's okay so there's that one but what's another time 
she leaves. Well, the fairy godmother helps her. Okay. Because she wasn't going to leave then. She was just being kind to a weird old woman yep. who blended in with the wall. Yep. Yeah, I was like, she when she cried course. and broke down, was like, I'm done being kind. And then she sees the old woman. I wanted her to be like, no, you can't have milk. I'm different now. I've well, been changed. So, uh, <laughs> but then she'd just become her stepmother. I know. I didn't really want to well, do Yeah, that. okay. <laughs> right. Is this, I mean, it, part of what you're taking away, you're saying, so this this is telling women to, you know, do the housework and a prince will find you. Is it also saying that if you don't do the housework and if you go after money, you'll become like the Lady Tremaine? Well, yeah. Well, I think it paints women in either if you're ambitious and strong and you stand up for yourself, you're wicked. If you're quiet and kind and you do as you're told, you're good. Or you, know? you die. There's like, those that's the two. Third. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's saying, look, these are the two extremes. Maybe you should find some place in the middle. But maybe you can stand up for yourself and be nice and kind, but mm-hmm. still not treat men like crap and use them for their money. But aren't girls going to look at it and want to be Cinderella? They're not going to be like, I want to be something in between. Yeah, but that's why they have Maleficent and but Frozen and I think this is other also, role uh, models. A, a problem with fairy tales. Fairy right. tales uh, deal in extremes. Right. They deal in good and evil. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing, nothing in the, in the middle. middle. Yeah. Uh, shoot, what was I going to talk about? Are we oh. going to shift to Frozen? Uh, no, let's uh, actually. So I for, I completely forgot until for something you said made me remember this. Uh, there's there's something going on here with uh, they have people in the court are of all races right well that uh, yeah one. well that one <laughs> uh, but no they show that there are royalty that that are of color yeah they and did show that one family <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, the the head of the what the royal guard is uh, is a is a black man mm-hmm. so there's that. Uh, and then there's also what I thought was really strange after the fencing scene when the prince and the head of the royal guard are walking away and they're being handed towels by their servant people. Uh-huh. The prince's servant guy is white and his head of the royal guard servant guy is black. Oh, gosh. It was it was very strange to me. It was like, oh, so they've just completely separated. I You're talking about segregated servants. I don't know. It just was very. And then I thought, well, if it's flipped, it's worse. Because then a, uh, then a black guy is serving a white guy. But then... And then a, but white, then a white guy is, guy serving, is serving a black, black guy. guy. But then that's... Is that is that worse or better? I don't want to make this all about race, but let's talk about race. Are we, t- are we going to talk about surf equality? I don't... I don't know. I don't think they're concerned with that in the movie. <laughs> At all. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying this is Disney... But that's the problem, is even when you don't have a message, you're still reinforcing a message. Mm-hmm. You know, by not having a voice, you're then giving voice to yes. what you don't voice. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. so no, like, no, I 100 percent understand. <laughs> this is not a joke. You, what you said is 100 percent true. Right. So yeah. I mean, this is what happens when they try to not push a uh, an agenda forward because they I, accidentally do. I was trying to imagine like, or when uh, they go halfway with it. Right. Yeah. It's it's there's something to be said about like uh, there used to be like a uh, I haven't heard I don't know I don't know how to thing, bring this thing up but like colorblind casting mm-hmm. it's when it's like oh we're just going to cast this movie based on who's the best at being in it right so could we imagine a world where they're making a cinderella film and they cast uh, either the prince or cinderella as as they someone of color they did the brandy one well, there's the brandy that one was my but jam that was, wasn't that a message day. kind of yeah, yeah that was their thing because but the prince was asian prince was asian the queen was black the king was some was white, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a step down from Derek Jacoby if I ever saw one. <laughs> uh but there but yeah, that's like 
in this in this you know version of Cinderella, it's like there are people of color, but they're all kind of background players, except for the yeah. There the was royal I guy. noticed one Asian couple in a store once okay. in the Cinderella, Good. and then but as you look throughout the crowd, there's not even like extras that are people of color or anything. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I this is the kind of thing that I worry that's that's what I'm more concerned about with children watching this where all the all the films that they're seeing <clears throat> excuse me where are just white people doing things and oh, getting, totally. getting what they're getting you know the happy ending yeah representation matters you know and mm-hmm. the only that I feel like Disney feels is like because they put in that one black guy that yeah. they're good they're, like, we're they're good, straight we got it. Yeah. yeah and they and they have one black princess yeah yeah so they're good mm-hmm. that they've represented it doesn't matter that there's six white princesses. Yeah. And that the whole main cast is white. Yeah. Well, the well next... I'm also talking about Disney in general because I've got a Disneyland pass. So I'm thinking about the princesses that they have. Snow White, oh, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple others. I don't yeah. remember all their names. You mean all the white ones? All yeah. the white yeah. ones. Yeah. But, and, and in fact, their next animated feature is, uh, I believe it's called Moana. Yeah. And it, it it's, um, uh, what's that culture called? It's not New Zealand. What is it? I'm sorry. It's, I don't know. It's some kind of, uh, but she's some kind of native Inuit? culture to some to some other. See, we're Americans. We don't know what other countries are called. It happens. Are you looking up, Jordan? Yeah. Um, it looks like South Pacific. Okay. Two thousand years ago. based on folklore tiki gods so it's, it's south oh, pacific asian it culture about, <laughs> yeah so um there's that but yeah let's talk about frozen so before this film mm-hmm. uh, if you saw this film in theaters or it's probably going to be also on the dvd release when oh, i get of that, course uh is a short called frozen fever uh which concerns uh preparations for anna's birthday uh which uh what's her name why can elsa I? elsa <laughs> is trying to plan the perfect birthday with the help of uh, uh, the moose and the man and the and the snowman. The people. <laughs> All those people. Those people. Yeah, and there's like a new Frozen song. Yeah. Are you not into Frozen? <laughs> no, I'm, okay. well, Frozen, I mean, like, let it go. <laughs> no, I'm kind of over Frozen. But the, I don't know, I, I thought the short was underwhelming. Okay, I I thought it was kind of uh, cute when she sneezed and those little snow people. I love the little snow. The little people. snow people were great. And what I feel like is they made like maybe one of their factories fucked up and made like small big arrow sixes, <laughs> and they were like, "No, look, he's stubby. He's got like weird arms and everything. We got a frozen short coming out, right? Can we make little tiny snowman in this shape? Yes, we can. And now they've got a bunch of toys to sell. That's yeah. what it feels like. Uh, I I thought but that was very funny. Super the cute. Whole the whole deal, the whole short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the song was lame. I mean, it had to it had to tell the story. Yeah, so it's, it's not it's not, it's it's not, not a catchy. great song. Yeah, do it on Kids Bop. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but they they and it's funny that this they did this Frozen short and they they just announced that they're going to do Frozen two. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see if these weird. Do we know what Frozen two is about in. yet? No. Uh, someone joked online that it's going to be about global warming. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so as a, as a watcher of the TV show Once Upon a Time, they recently oh, did God. a storyline really? involving, <laughs> really? involving Elsa and Anna from Frozen. Yeah, I heard. Uh, and it was kind of weird because they gave... Uh, no. Yeah. So that they, show's kind of weird? 
uh, it was it involved the villain of it was actually uh, their aunt who was believed to be dead but also actually had ice powers. <gasps> what? Yes. <laughs> wow. Hang on to your hats, that guys. That threw me for a Wait, loop. Why do they do that? They just decide they could do anything with the story, and Disney lets them. So ABC Disney owns ABC. It's ABC not ABC airs Once Upon a Time. It's not canon. <laughs> it's a little canon. No, it's not. It's a little no. tiny canon that no. fires every once in a while. <laughs> who who supports this? I do. He does. Oh, okay. I love it. That's it. No, Once Upon a Time has now become a really terrible show, and I hate myself for watching it. Uh, so who told you it was really terrible first season? They just added Cruella DeVille, and she has like weird magic powers. It doesn't this make any sense. I saw the CG budget in the first season, and I knew it was going to be trash. Well, now that you realize it's horrible, I feel bad, because I've been in that situation where it's like you can't get out. So. And they won't stop he giving storylines to Snow White to. and Prince Charming. Look, there's at a They're point done. where you don't have to be kind or courteous anymore, or courageous, and you just leave a show. <laughs> anyway, I also wanted to talk a little bit... Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be... This is probably a non-starter, but like Kenneth Branagh is now in the Disney business, because he, yeah. did, he did Thor. Right. Marvel's Disney's Thor, right? And now he Disney features Marvel's Thor, Marvel's Disney Cinderella. So. Nice. Oh my God! Who knows what he's going to do next? Let's just so we're we're going to have like a Kingdom a, Hearts video game series I mean, Tim, where it's just Tim Burton did that Marvel Disney funded Alice in Wonderland, right? That was weird. Live action, which was you know pretty terrible, and right. now he's going to do the Dumbo. Which it had cool visuals, but that's it. Dumbo could maybe fit, but if he makes it where it's a prophecy where Dumbo has to save the Circus Kingdom, that's going to be dumb as shit. Tim Burton needs to stop <laughs> making movies. Like he's got a no big an eyes amazing... was great. You can just go watch Big Eyes, but he does if he well puts out, in a certain he, way. If he puts out bad things in the world mm-hmm. and then tries to balance it out with good stuff, like he's still putting out more. bad. I don't think he's trying to balance. I think he's just making films, and some of them work. Some of them he's don't. like, it's gonna be a hit or a miss. Let's do this, guys. So, so maybe he should stop remaking old stuff and just focus on his own stuff. Yeah, I think a remake of Dumbo Let's go works back with to him. Big Fish is that days. weird? Big Fish, Big Fish is great. Yes, mm-hmm. that is like one of Can his... Can we take it back to that, Tim I can't even think yes. of a better movie than that. Yeah. Yeah, he. W- I mean, it's insane to me that he did... That he remade uh, a sh- the short that he did, Frankenweenie, mm-hmm. as like a full, you know, stop motion thing, biting on his own, not even his own film, Nightmare Before Christmas, right. which he just wrote the story for. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just... It's crazy that, that that was a thing he was doing where he was remaking stuff, and now he finally got to make something, you know, original again, Big Eyes. It's still based on a true story, but... I know. But I think his style worked for that, and I think it might actually work for Dumbo. I don't know what... I think we know who's not going to be in Dumbo now. His ex-squeeze. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she was in Cinderella. That's... Was, that must but have been he, weird for him. Why? Because he he's in the it. Disney business, too. Oh, well, yeah. They, they pass each, each other in the hallways? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that weird, awkward moments in the hallway? I wonder what Johnny Depp is going to be in the... Could, could he be the ringleader of the Big Top in Dumbo? Probably. Or would he be one of the clowns? I don't know. The mouse. It feels like... The what? Oh, the mouse, right? <laughs> he could be the mouse. Yeah, Charlotte Copley was a robot. He can be a mouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Johnny Depp was just a wolf, so... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're done talking about Cinderella. That's all I got to say. Yep. Any, anyone else? No, I Anything? feel like I got it all out. Good. It's all out there on the table. So we have we have a no as far as liking I mean, it. What, what, my no is actually, I wish it was called Lady Tremaine. That's you wish no. they maleficented the shit out of it. Yes. Disney should just be in that business now where they tell the stories from the bad person's point of view. And but make I, it sad. I don't think it works for Tremaine. I think it could totally work for Tremaine. Only if Kate Blanchett plays yes, the role. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so she, she poses constantly. At all times. At all times. So then they're going to come out with like a fashion line of all the clothes she wore in the film. Sure. 
Because she did wear, she did pose like she was yeah. up on the catwalk. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I thought it was all right. Okay. The movie. But, yeah. At, as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought mean, it was good. If I ignore all the problematic things in it, <laughs> I'm not even saying this as a joke. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was. Yeah. I liked okay. it. Like it's. Yeah, it's like seeing animated Cinderella, mm-hmm. but in real form. Yeah. And, I, and okay, I didn't and, hate it. And it a lot of like, us, it, was, it felt like a waste of time to me. That's all. Not, not. I, I don't know. Like a lot of us saw Cinderella and Snow White and stuff when we were kids, and I think we came out all right. Like I don't think it's going to totally destroy a kid to see this movie with all the problematic stuff in it. Yeah, no more than the other stuff out right. there. Right. So. Like, if parents do a good job, they can steer them away from the problematic stuff. I mean, they yeah, they steer them into the theater. Uh-huh. And then once they get out, they're like, okay, this is why yep. <laughs> this movie is wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to uh, take down these notes and I'll tell you when you're about five years older. <laughs> Enjoy the aesthetic, but... Uh, yep, it was <laughs> pretty. the morals. Yeah, uh-huh. it was pretty. Yep. I liked her dress. I like the mice. You Good. like the mice. Mm-hmm. And the goose, because he would show up in random scenes. They'd just be doing stuff and he'd be like in the back like... Jumping off of walls. Right, and there like, was a part right. where like, something about. dramatic was happening, and then he peeked his head through. He's a like, window. He's like mm. no. and then he leaves. Like, <laughs> I, no, I swear to God, he was it, he was I so randomly it. everywhere. It was really funny. I was like, this guy's coming back. <laughs> this, this guy's, guy's going to be big. Yeah, yeah big. I he's going to have the goose sequel. Yeah, there's not going to be a Lady Tremaine. There's going to be a goose sequel. Goose. Is he the one? It's who's what's like, not what's for dinner. Drive by the way. I'm a goose. I'm a goose. No driving experience. Yeah. I did not go to the DMV. Nobody even responded to that. They're like, oh, we don't care. Just yeah. get okay, in just there. Drive. Your magic, shut up and drive. <laughs> I mean, your horse or mice. It doesn't yeah, matter. You're screwed. <laughs> they don't the know how to be go. horses. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. So that's it for our review. Uh, let me tell you what's coming out new in theaters this weekend. We have a film called Do You Believe? Uh, we have uh, The Gunman, Insurgent. Uh, Kumiko the Treasure Hunter and Danny Collins uh, before we play Guess the Ending uh, let's give thanks to uh, Silent Partner for uh, letting us use their song Sophomore Makeout as our theme song we got yeah. that from the YouTube audio library nice we should also thank Justin Kizan for doing our logo you can find him on Agents of Guard that's agentsofguard.com where you can find uh, lots of good uh, nerd writing or you can hear him on a podcast called Benview on Spielberg, right? which is on the Benview Network. It's they every... just released Jaws Part 1, right? Yes. Ooh. Uh, every month, Justin and Matt Benson talk about uh, another Spielberg film, and they're doing it in chronological order. Uh, I didn't listen to the most recent episode, but are they okay? Because I know we just told Justin that I don't know. We're Matt was to cheating on him. Listen to Jaws and see what happens. Because I don't want to hear the bickering. Because we're kind of the cause of that, <laughs> and I don't want to be party to that. I told Benson, and he seemed Benson seemed okay. That I told Justin. Okay, so Justin cried a little bit. He did. You could listen to that on that episode. <laughs> was that? It's two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Yes. Who knows? Uh, Sometime. Yeah, they just they're. I mean, if you look at their feed, it says Jaws Part One because their Jaws episode was so long. You got to cut it up. Someone saw it and said to them, "You're gonna need more episodes." Yeah, that didn't work. I'm sorry. That was supposed to. Well, be not everyone can be giant bomb. It's supposed to be a great reference. Oh, uh, super failed. Okay. 
so they cut it up, and, and they're going to release part two, uh, not next month, but next week. Okay. So, so they're not dragging it out. Thank God, because I can't wait another month for a podcast they just I don't, don't really listen to. They don't want to torture people wow. with three hours. I'm going to listen. No, 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 no. I've got them all backlogged. See, Andrew and I are very different. He likes like shorter podcasts that he can listen to like on his way to work or I mean, coming that's, home or that's only during true. his lunch break. And I listen to like four-hour-long podcasts. So when I get a bunch of them, I just listen to them in a row. Four-hour-long podcasts? Yeah, I don't have a life. I wow. listen I don't to too much. This podcast is pretty long. Yeah. Have you guys ever thought about that? It's like an hour and a half. It's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, th- I think someone else has some shame because it doesn't sound like you've ever finished an episode. I have. <gasps> you've listened to all of Adam's episodes? Only? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of Matt Benson, uh, you can hear... Him talk about community with me <gasps> on the podcast. Shut up, Leonard. you. Yeah, shut okay. up, Leonard is the name of the podcast that we do together about community. Nice. Uh, it's coming back uh, as you're hearing this episode. Uh, it's community is back with its sixth season on Yahoo Screen, and we'll be releasing a new episode all about the new community, which is so exciting. And you can find us online, shutupleonard.com, or on Twitter at shutuplenpod. If Tom was here. He'd tell you to go check out optograb.org or readwave.com to see his writings. And you can find his short stories on Amazon or Smashwords. Just look him up. Thomas Willett. Jordan. I am a broadcaster over at GamersaltWeekly.com. We stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 5 to 7 Pacific Standard Time. This last week, I was finishing up Far Cry 4. There are three new games coming out this week. Battlefield Hardline, uh, Resident Evil 2 Revelations, and another one I can't remember right now. But I'll be playing one of those next weekend. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at GA Weekly. And uh, you can keep track of all the wonderful things we do over there. Do you have anything to plug, Emily? Anything that you want to tell people about? Um, I'm giving a presentation in one of my classes. Sweet. In college. If you guys want to stop by, look through the window. That's cool. That would be great. Right. That's awesome. Uh, Do you have like a wicked we, good Instagram account? Uh, of, like no, the like, sweetest foods it's ever? It's like pretty lame. It's like a lot of like nature pictures. And Sweet. What, what, what is that? Do you want people to follow it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> Add me on Snapchat. I'm super yeah, sweet. Add me on Snapchat. <laughs> I post a lot of stupid things. How are they going to find you? You got to tell. You got to. How are they going to find me? <laughs> Maybe she doesn't want to be. Found. You don't want to be found. Maybe I want to be a mysterious woman behind oh the mic. Boy. Between her and Ty, we can't get anyone. Yeah, Ty. Who does whenever anything. we have Ty on there, he's like, I don't do that. What? I don't know what. Okay. He's like, I don't internet. Just scream my name into the night sky, <laughs> and I'll find you. And it sounds like, oh, hey, what's up? The Emily signal. <laughs> yeah. It's like the bat signal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot less effective, though. All right. Even you though just, the bat signal is probably not the most effective. You just put like a Mickey right? Mouse spotlight into the sky? Why did he have a bat signal when he had a red phone? Exactly. When he had so many phones and gadgets. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Have you not seen Batman Returns? Because he has something scanning the sky, and the moment someone puts a spotlight up, his whole house becomes illuminated with the bat symbol. You know what? You're right. I and it's that. fucking sweet scene. <laughs> so you need to calm your tits. Well, also, I mean, just uh, I don't want to get too nerdy on Batman, but hold on one second. Here I go. Uh, the, the signal itself is a symbol of fear. <laughs> to strike into the heart of enemies. It's not, yeah. it's not, not for him. It's, it's not for, for him. people. It's for, them. Yeah. it's for people to look up and go, oh, shit, we better not we do better something. We better not do bad things tonight. Batman's right. out there. Following the signal, punching but people I in the face. Turn it off when there's already thing bad things 
happening. You know, Gordon has a has someone who does the switch for him, and the, they're, they're not always... <laughs> this is not a joke. Is There's not... an actual designated <laughs> bat signal switcher. Yeah. This is canon in the comics. I don't remember their name. And sometimes they just throw it up there even when Batman's out of town. Yeah, they, they screw around all the time. Yep. It's yeah. just a big joke to them. But it's not. Sure. It's, it's not a joke, it's really you guys. Serious. It's really serious. You know what else is serious? Voting. Please. You should vote for us on podcastland.com. Uh, you should also go to our uh, website, benviewnetwork.com, for all the other Benview Network shows, including the uh, aforementioned Popsicles, uh, Benview on Spielberg, Shut Up Leonard, anything else we talk about, Friday Night Film Fights. Yep. It's all there. And on Twitter, at Benview Network, and our personal website, uh, web address, whatever you want to call it, nevpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, uh, you can email us, nevpodcast at gmail.com, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast. And my, my personal Twitter is at Podcaster Andrew. And I'm at True Volk. I don't have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. I really sure don't. <laughs> wow. What do you put your Instagram things on? Don't people just post their Instagram stuff to Twitter? Yeah, it's all connected. The only thing I have is Instagram. I don't even have a Facebook. Wow. I don't know what's going on. Kids <laughs> these days. I know. I need to get on it. All right. I bet you have an Elo, huh? What's that? Oh, no. Oh, boy. She's not even that deep. Are you what? on Google Plus? I, I mean, you have a Google Yeah, email. I think so. That's how you sent me the document, right? I don't really know how to <laughs> so use it. So she has a Google Plus, Nobody knows no how one... Google Plus works. No. Yeah, no. When I'm in group projects, I'm like, I don't... can we just handwrite it, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Uh, my phone, it makes calls. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like, know guys, I brought my mind. abacus and chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. They hate me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. I'm going first. Uh, the sequel to Detergent, Insurgent where you insert detergent into I, your... Can we talk for just one minute about Please. how they actually somehow seem to have dodged a weird bullet and they're just calling it by one name. Right, because everyone else insurgent has like book two Hunger Games, the detergent subtitle, detergent. number. Like, mm-hmm. they totally avoided that I and good on them. right? Yes. It sounds so It has like alliteration. one. Yeah. That it's just like... Or not alliteration, because yeah. it's the last letter. But you're right. It, they All the titles for the Assonance books... Is that's, the there you go. That's Very nice. It's been a while since I've taken a class. Uh, (laughs) But I think that's why. Because in every other book series, it's always like they follow the book series. Like Hunger Games are called Hunger Games, and then they have a subtitle. Twilight books, they all were Twilight. Harry Potter books were all Harry Potter and... At least with Harry Potter, it was the actual name of the book. But that's what... Harry Potter and the whatever. But that's what Twilight... But Twilight is Twilight colon... Moon blood. Oh, you mean because Poland, because it's like, title yeah, and then subtitle, yeah. whereas Harry Potter was just Harry Potter and yeah, that just made all it all of them were Harry Potter and the whatever. Yeah, I and, see that. Yeah, Twilight. The first one's called Twilight. The second mm-hmm. one's not called Twilight, but in order to keep that brand know, recognition, it's Twilight, it's Twilight something. Yeah. All right, and then to the third one, right? Mm-hmm. Twilight, whatever going. that third one's called. Howl to the moon or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the last howl. <laughs> yep. Please, that let was it be the last uh, howl. a short fanfic that I wrote. Uh, I'm surprised that you're aware of it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Obviously, you follow him on Twitter. You don't have a Twitter, but you're following his fanfic on Twitter. Yeah, no, I have accounts to follow people and to yeah. stalk people, yeah. but pa- I do not post yeah. my own content. It's called at Poncaster Andrew Fanfic okay. is his uh, Twitter handle. Tell me it gets about- a little racy for me, so sometimes I have to not read it. Yeah. 
You know those creepy fanfics? Well, I, I like, she I, just I does a lot of spoiler or not spoiler alerts. Uh, uh, trigger warnings. Trigger yeah, warnings. Yeah. yeah, I always skip. So I, I skip. Yeah. thank you for she, that. She'll just go to your page and do a control F to find words and put like <laughs> boob in. And if it comes up forty times or more, I'm, she's done. Wow, I'm she's, so done. She's gone. Uh, you should know that because it's uh, wolf fan fiction. It's teat. Teat. Thank you very much. Instead of tit. I'm very anatomically correct i'm proud of you when it comes to you know when i was editing your work i brought it up and i'm glad you took that to heart i'm gonna kill this joke right now and just tell you to guess the ending <laughs> so this is directed by uh robert schwintecki whatever uh starring uh shailene woodley ansel elgort theo james and miles teller beatrice or beat rice prior must confront her inner demons and continue her fight against the powerful alliance which threatens to tear her society apart with the help from others on her side. This sounds like a 20-minute segment from a movie. Right. Okay. Thank you. So this is their uh, this is their Empire Strikes Back of their trilogy. But there's going to be four movies. Is there? Is it a saga? Of they, oh, no, no, no. They, they always break up the last book into two parts? Ever since Harry Potter did it, blame Harry Potter. Ever uh, since Harry Potter did it, they realized, uh, oh, we can make more money from doing this. Yeah, and uh, Peter Jackson made it worse because he took one book and broke it up into three bad movies. One and a half. You can take those three movies and edit them down into one movie and it'd be better. I'm sorry. All right. I'll half agree. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, um, Beatrice starts off this movie where uh, it starts off with her little uh, like internal mind fuck vision quest things that she does when connected to the divergent process whatever it's called I don't know I think I watched this movie in the background while doing other things because I multitask and I caught pieces of it but uh, <coughs> she, re- she realizes that uh as she's going through and she's kind of changing reality like she does, uh, that she's kind of being confronted with each of the people from the first movie and have to find ways to either save or destroy each of them in order to kind of save herself. And you'd think that she'd come out of this vision quest at some point, but it goes all the way into the last scene where she wakes up and she realizes that none of it happened at all. And she wakes up in bed at the very beginning of the first movie and has to figure out, did she live it? And then she just went back and, and kind of started at the beginning or was it all make-believe and what's different? I don't know. And the third movie is where uh, she just says, screw it and moves and has some kids. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for the third movie. And because she has to be kind and courageous. Oh, mm-hmm. whoa. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Is this, what? Is it all connected? What? Okay. All right, I've got... And that's Insurgent. <clears throat> Kumiko, The Treasure Hunter, directed by David Zellner, starring Rinko Kikuchi, Nobuyuki Katsuba, Shirley Venard. You got a break there. <laughs> and David Zellner, again, directing and showing up. Uh, a jaded Japanese woman discovers a hidden copy of Fargo, 1996, on VHS believing it to be a treasure map indicating the location of a large case of money. All right, so it's, uh, it, you know, of course, the film opens showing why she's jaded. Uh, and then uh, while she's like, she's mad at herself, um, it's, uh, I mean, I don't, okay, so this is, this is, by the end you find out that she's jaded because um, 
she was in love and he is cheating on her. Wow. And uh, so when he goes back, Bastard. she goes back to the place that they were living in together. Uh-huh. She starts kicking boxes and like throwing his stuff around. And oh, then she finds, she finds that's how she finds the movie. What? And it's not labeled. That's why she doesn't realize that it's a feature. It's film. a fictional So film. she puts it into right. the VHS because it says treasure. It, he actually relabeled it treasure. Well, because he actually, wasn't very good at English. No, 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 here's so the he thing. just wrote yeah, treasure the Japanese, on it. The Japanese title of Fargo is actually right. treasure. Right. Little known fact. Yeah. So she puts it in the VHS. And she sees, you know, the snowy town. She sees all the details about it. She starts taking notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he tries to come back to the apartment. She's changed the locks. He's locked out. And she's got, you know, the, the conspiracy board. You know, you see it in films where they take over an entire cork board and they pin up oh, stuff. Yeah. Pictures of things and maps and whatever. And she prepares for her journey. Mm-hmm. Right? So she gets there. And actually, somehow she's figured out that the Cohen brothers are responsible for this for this treasure map. Ooh. So she goes looking for them. Oh, yes. But she thinks they live in... Fargo. Not Fargo, but Brainerd. That's the that's the weird thing about, if uh, you remember in the movie, yes. most of the action actually takes place in another town called Brainerd. Right, because they're from Fargo. Yeah. Okay. So she goes to Brainerd looking for the Coen brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is where it gets meta. She actually finds that they are there <gasps> making another film. Because they just love that place. They just love that place, and 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 uh, I mean, it's not they're not actually making a film there right now, mm-hmm. but in this fictional universe, they are, of course. And so she's able to find them and ask them where that treasure is, and uh, it, it's actually a weird screw up because by some strange coincidence, one of the Cohen brothers had just buried a large amount of money in a field right outside of town. Wow. And he thinks that she knows that that's what's going on. And so now he's trying to figure out who she is and why she knows this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she actually does find the money. She ends up finding the, the money cool. that the real Cohen brother nice. had buried there. With no Not, help from him? Or was with, he like, well, you earned he, it, girl? No, he, uh, he accidentally says things that she's able to figure it out. She mm-hmm. does some police work mm-hmm. like... Because she's super smart. Like Marge, Marge, whatever, Gunderson in Fargo, Uh who is now her idol. Well, yeah, she watched that movie so many times. Yeah. She even actually, uh, when she goes to Brainerd, she pretends to be pregnant. She stuffs a pillow under What? Craziness. Yeah. Yeah, just to get a little more sympathy and to connect further with Marge Gunderson. (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, so that's how it ends. She actually does find the treasure. Uh, Well, in the the happier version of that movie, she, uh, she ends up just getting a... A starring role in one of their movies and becomes an actress and lives well, happily after that she does actually walk in the background when they're shooting ones. Of course, so she becomes an extra. Yeah. Beautiful. But one of those Beautiful. extras that people always look up after the movie, they're uh-huh. like, who was that? Right. There's something about that extra. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. She was so good. Yeah. Who was uh, guard number four? I'm just really ta- uh, <laughs> Talking about uh, crazy Japanese names for things, uh, there's a game coming out here called Codename Steam on 3DS, which oh, is sure. this crazy game about like Abe Lincoln faked his assassination and instead leads an underground group of steam-fighting warriors who are fighting aliens that are attacking the Earth, right? Yeah, yeah. In Japan, that game is called Abe Lincoln versus the Aliens. I mean, that's, that's perfect. Right. That's great. Sometimes I wish I was in Japan. <clears throat> are you ready for your guess the ending? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so... Danny Collins, director, Dan Fogelman, starring Melissa Benoist. That's how I would pronounce it, but I've heard it pronounced Benoist. Benoist, yeah, maybe she's like, no, no, not like moist. Yeah, yeah. Right? Benoist. <laughs> Everyone hates the word moist. Yeah. Stop she's using just, it. I don't like that negativity. Al Pacino, Jennifer Gardner, and Christopher Plummer. 
an aging rock star decides to change his life when he discovers a 40-year-old letter written to him by John Lennon. So, this rock star, I mean, he's put out some great hits. Let's be real. They're good to dance to. They're a fun time. They're going to play him at weddings. They're just those classic cheesy songs. But when he was a younger lad, he made some real deep, soulful music that was like pretty emo, pretty indie for back then. And people just weren't feeling it, you know? So he sold out. But he finds a 40-year-old letter written to him by John Lennon, and it convinces him that he should have stayed that sensitive, sweet little poor songwriter. But what he finds out after that, after he's been inspired and wants to change his life around, is that it was actually written by Ringo Starr when Ringo was writing a lot of letters to people pretending to be John Lennon because he knew he'd get more free stuff that way. And then he's like, you know what? I got all the free martini juice I need. (laughs) Margarita mix. And... I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just gonna message that's what they called it back then when they wrote letters. I'm just gonna mail this man a letter whose music I really like because I really relate to it because I'm a sad, sensitive drummer who doesn't get enough appreciation, even though I had some good hits in this band. And he sends it, but he knows that he has to send it as John Lennon just like all his other letters because he gets no respect and the man finds out about this and he he abandons his quest and it ends up pretty sad. He doesn't like finding out Ringo Starr wrote the letter makes him just like super yeah, sad. Yeah, he's like, like his friends are like, no, dude, Ringo Starr like still really liked your music. Like, yeah. I know it's John Lennon. And but he's alive. You can go He's see like him. alive. You can talk to him. You guys can have like a jam sesh. And he's like, forget it. I don't even care. Like, I mean, I wasn't really sold on the idea about turning my life around, but now I'm just like, uh, whatever. Wow. <laughs> Dark. That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, a movie right, so, about a lack of conviction. So now it's time to end Story the guessing. Story of my life. Uh, if any of those endings are correct, feel free to email us and let us know. Which they are. They're all they correct. Are. So that's nevpodcast. Have they ever been a little close to right? I think I got close once. I think I got close once. Yeah. Just, we never see these. Half these films. A lot we of them see. we don't. Because we only watch one film a week. So For the show. You guys don't watch more than one film? I mean, you know, a lot of these films don't look great. So we typically... You watch, listen to four-hour podcasts. And I watch like 30 TV shows. Oh, okay. So you're more... I read a lot of life. books and... He's more TV, yeah. Yeah. I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So <laughs> thanks for listening. I have no idea what we're going to review next week. Uh, if Kamiko, the treasure owner, is playing nearby, we'll probably check that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but until then... Uh, this has been episode 218 of Nerds I View. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. I'm Emily. Thanks for listening. I don't even read the thing okay. until right when it starts. So sometimes I'll pick it and then start reading and go, oh shit, I shouldn't have picked this one. <laughs> I read all of them, come up with endings for all of them, and then oh no matter yeah, what. Yeah, he does the opposite. <laughs> but see, he fills out the document ahead of time, so I don't even really see this until like the day before, whereas he's already got it.
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.